Welcome to the Hub Crawl, a round two podcast discussing all things Disney. I'm Teg. And I'm Eric. Each episode, we invite two guests to bring a question and talk about one of our favorite things, Disney. Well, this week, we want to welcome podcast listener turned podcaster. You can hear her talk about all her and her family's adventures at Disneyland by listening to Magic Key Adventures anywhere you listen to podcasts. Welcome, Stephanie, to the show. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for having me back. Welcome. Well, thanks. Thanks for coming back. Also joining us this week is Marie. She is a travel planner with Concy Ears and Disney enthusiast, a.k.a. a Disney adult. And she's happy to be here to talk about all the Disney things. Welcome, Marie. Hi, thanks for having me. And thank you all for joining us. Let's start out. Teg, what do you have as our first question this week? So I about fell off my chair the other day because I was <laughs> in our Discord chat and we have some news stories and stuff that pop into the Discord chat. And I saw this news story come out and I thought at first that it must have been a hoax. But... There was a news article talking about how Disney, over the next 10 years, plans to send, spend $60 billion, with a B, dollars on developing stuff for the theme parks all around the world and the cruise line. So knowing this, if you were in charge of $60 billion for Disney, what would you like Disney to spend that $60 billion on? Stephanie, what do you think? So I, I really loved this question. I'm excited that you asked it. One of my questions that I was going to ask you guys was about revamping a park. But when you post the question, I thought, well, I think most people are going to say, you know, they want to add lands or attractions. But I feel more that entertainment would be really great at the parks right now. I feel like we're we're still a little lacking after COVID for entertainment especially at Disneyland and DCA, but more so at DCA because I sometimes find myself bored in that park. And I feel bad for saying that because I love Disney and I love Disneyland DCA, but there's just not enough to do there, especially when ride times are long and, you know, you're kind of wandering around and you're wondering what, what do I do now? So I'd love to see more entertainment in the parks. Eric, what do you think? Hey, I, I mean, definitely I like the idea of more more to do. I would really like to see that money spread around as evenly as possible. We've we've spent so much money on, I say we like I'm there. Um, <laughs> Disney has spent so much money on pirates and Haunted Mansion over the last few years, like updating the things that are constantly being updated. Let's spread it around. What Buzz Lightyear, you know, <laughs> both parks. Needs an update. Everything needs an update. All of those, all of those bears and country bear jamboree need a, a, a fresh coat of oil and fur. Um, I know there's some Which plans for different. Coming. Yeah, and, and that's it. Like everything needs some some TLC because I, with with Epic Universe coming, that's the big concern on on the East Coast. It, Disney has nothing big planned. No big attractions. It really doesn't take that much to do a whole bunch of reskins. Rethemes, new music, new new dialogue, new stuff to see, and they can do it in a tasteful way that's not, you know, enchanted tiki room under new management or something, where it's something people want to see. And when they're walking around the parks and the Tiana's has a big line, they've got something else that they can they can go to and look at and see and enjoy. And they know it's not the same thing that they saw three years ago, five years ago, ten years ago. So just spiff everything up a little bit. Where, where something just needs more paint and, you know, new hydraulics or whatever, go for it. But 
if you can throw something together that's a little bit more and it and doesn't cost a ton, I think that that would go a long way around the parks right now. Eric, the one who who when it comes to sixty billion dollars is going on a budget. Yeah, <laughs> sixty billion dollars over ten years—that's over ten years. Come on, still, that's not that much. Let's just all put all, all of our ideas together, and then it'll equal sixty. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I want to know how much they spend on average. I get that that would be interesting. Maybe sixty billion is just they're throwing out a number and they're like, <laughs> we spent less. <laughs> or no, more. Sorry. Never mind. I made it sound the wrong way. Anyway, Marie, rescue me. Rescuing, rescuing. Um, okay. Sixty billion dollars. I I have lots of ideas for sixty billion dollars. My first idea was to give a living wage and health insurance to all of the Disney employees, but especially our cast members, they are part of the parks and I feel like they could use a boost. So that would be number one on my list. And then with whatever's left over, I want a Skyliner on Harbor Boulevard to get me from my good neighbor (laughs) hotel. Cause sorry, Eric, some of us cannot afford to stay on property every trip. Um, So I'm jumping in my Skyliner to get to the gates. People mover loved that idea. A couple other ideas I had was give me a third Disney park. How about a villains park? Put it at Disneyland, put it at Walt Disney World, put it somewhere. I think there's a big group of people who would be really happy about that. Give us Port Disney. I know that was mixed a long time ago, but just thinking about how popular Disney Sea is, I would love to see something like that over here. I would like uh, uh, my own castaway key for the West Coast so that I can go on a Disney cruise from Long Beach or San Diego or San Francisco even and have my own private island over here, too. <laughs> Catalina too so, close. Catalina's not Disney. <laughs> have you been there? <laughs> well, they could make it Disney if they buy yeah. it. I don't know. Yeah, they have to rebrand the whole island. <laughs> it's not the tropical feel. It's cold there. Mm-hmm. It's cold. <laughs> so there's just a few of my ideas. I probably still have like 50 billion left, but um, I'm going to toss it over to Tig. What do you have in mind, Tig? <laughs> the same thing I always talk about that Disney needs to do. They talk about the fact that there's too many people at the parks, blah, blah, blah. Solution, build more parks. They should build parks in the middle of the country somewhere. Build them in Texas. Build them in the uh, Midwest somewhere. Build them somewhere. Do something cool. Come up with totally new ideas to do. You know, they say, oh, in the Midwest, you got snow and the winters are terrible and everything. Well, then build it indoors. Like, come on, people. It's not like the people haven't done it before. And Disney could do it really great. I kind of hope something like that. You know, Walt Disney with the original idea for Epcot in Florida gets hot and humid and stuff. They were going to have a whole shopping district indoors, air-conditioned, people movers, monorails. I don't know why we couldn't do that in the middle of the country, you know, where it snows and stuff here during the winter. And it gets hot and humid during the summer. So there you go. It can be perfect temperature all year round. It doesn't matter. And then also just kind of going with what Eric was saying, which is plus some things we already have. We have a lot of things that could use a lot of maintenance. We have a lot of things that would be nice to have some type of a refresh or adding interactive cues and stuff, especially at Disneyland. I know Disney World did that. And it's really nice, like Haunted Mansion. And Disney World has a really nice interactive queue doing stuff like that for some more things at Disneyland and at Disney World. Of course, we're talking about all around the world where they're spending money. They need to, I was just at Paris not too long ago, and they need to rent, uh, they need to like paint and renovate a bunch of stuff over there. So spend some money renovating that stuff and make it look beautiful again. So there's just, there's a ton they could do. 
Marie paying the cast members also a good use of a bunch of money. For sure. One thing that I do want to point out quick is some people were talking about how after they announced this, like the stock price tanked by a couple bucks or whatever. Yeah. And <laughs> the thought there is not that they don't, not that the stock market seems to dislike that Disney wants to spend money on the parks, but they're upset that they're not addressing the non-successful parts of the company. They're they're like, yeah, we'll throw more money at the successful parts of the company, but we're not addressing ESPN or ABC or this, you know, the Fox debt and stuff. So I think that in general, people are excited that the parks are going to have more stuff. They have a bunch of charts that prove that when they spend, I think the chart said when they invest $3 in the park, they get $4 back. Like, hello, duh, you got to spend money to make money. So I'm just hoping that something comes out of all of that. Well, great ideas from everybody. That wraps up our first question. Now we go to Stephanie for your question. Thanks, Eric. Or thanks, Tag. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> I saw Eric's name because it said toss to Eric. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> so I wanted to know which Disney song or movie picks you up when you're having a tough day. Eric, what is your go-to? Well... I mean, there's a lot of stuff. I do listen to a lot of parks music and, you know, at work in the background and there's a lot of stuff that that's nice. But I think one of the things that my wife and I do when we just want to chill out at the the end of the night, you know, normally we have a TV on just kind of just light in the room, that sort of thing. But we'll turn on Moana a lot and we'll never make it past the first 10 minutes or so. But those first few songs, just the beginning of it, Brandy will be brushing her teeth and she's like, oh, yay. And she she likes it. And it's, it, you know, it, it's it's a nice way that the beginning of the movie is so pleasant and, you know, maybe less pleasant when when the grandma dies. But but, you know, it's still we we never make it that far. <laughs> we fall asleep pretty quick. And but yeah, we grandma, but a ching. Sorry. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if I have time to watch a whole movie, I, I really, the last time I watched Onward, I just felt happy. Maybe it took me back to literally the week before COVID destroyed the world. <laughs> uh, maybe that was part of it. I don't know. Marie, what are your thoughts? I love that, Eric. I love Moana. I didn't think of that one. But for me, I also listen to Disney music pretty much all day while I'm at work. I'm just typing away on my computer with my earbuds in listening to my Disney music. So that keeps me from being homicidal. <laughs> but as far as movies go, Alice in Wonderland is really my go-to escape from reality. I just love all of the whimsy and nonsense in that movie. It always brings a smile to my face. And I just, I, I imagine having my little pity party and Alice looking back at me through the screen like, oh, you think you're having a bad day? I just fell down a rabbit hole. I'm growing. I'm shrinking. Pride myself at sea, being taunted and harassed by all these infuriating characters, and there's a queen after my head. You're <laughs> fine. <laughs> so, nice yeah, perspective. It's Alice in Wonderland yeah. for me, right? <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Tig? Well, man, when you put it that way, I guess you can be pretty positive <laughs> after thinking of it like that. <laughs> uh, this was this was tough because I feel like so quick sidetrack story. So when I was when I was in high school, I was nominated. Uh, we used to have this thing in the paper every I think it was Wednesday or Thursday called Teen Face, and it was like some teenager that was doing something. 
I had done some the website for our high school. I'd helped set it up. And they came and I got nominated by somebody and they came and they interviewed me and we did this interview over the phone and during the interview they asked me like what my favorite movie was and for some reason I couldn't think of any of my favorite movies and I just spit out something a movie. And it was a perfectly fine movie, but it wasn't like a great movie. And that's what got printed. And uh, all of my friends were like, how did you pick that when there's Star Wars? Or I thought you really liked Jurassic Park. And I'm like, oh, I did really like Jurassic Gosh darn it. <laughs> so that's how I feel with this question. I feel like I'm going to say a couple things, and people that know me are going to go, what about blank? And I'm going to be like, duh, that's what I should have said. <laughs> but the first thing that came to mind for me when I had this question was, who doesn't love zippity doo dah? I know current Disney doesn't because like Song of the South mm. and all that, but man, it is a fun like bop in like good time like you know do 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 do. I don't know. And for the longest mm. time, I felt like it was the Disney company's like anthem or something because it was like played on like everything, and it's so upbeat and bouncy. Otherwise, it depends on my mood. I usually listen to park soundtracks. I listen to a lot of like older um, park soundtrack stuff too. My guilty pleasure is the Eureka Parade from Disney California Adventure when the park first opened. If you listen to the lyrics, they are god-awful, but there's something that makes <laughs> it charming because it's so god-awful. I don't think I've actually heard that before. <laughs> oh, I've never heard oh. of it. <laughs> After we're done recording, Eric, ask me, and I'll, I'll play just one small piece, and you'll understand how like terrible it is. I really love the like the the Japanese parades. If, if we're we're talking about weird parade things, the Japanese ones get up to some weird things. <laughs> Do Especially they? since you can't you can't understand what's happening. But oh sure yeah. sure sure. And then uh, you know parades and fireworks music. I love listening to Wondrous, like the the current fireworks show just then, which actually yeah. is not playing right now. But love it, love it. What about you, Stephanie? So um, with you, like, I just wanted to, to say this to you really quick is I used to have a sing-along VHS, you know, Rock and Thunder when there was VHS, and it had Zippity-Doo-Dah on there and like the Fox and the Hound, and I used to sing along with them. So yeah, those those bring back good memories too. But when I asked this question and I thought about what brings me out of a, a tough situation or if I'm sad, I really like to listen to Part of Your World, um, sung by Jody Benson from The Little Mermaid. It just brings back so many good memories of being a little kid and, you know, going to the pool and pretending to be a mermaid after I saw that movie in the theater. And so that brings back good memories. So when I'm sad, I like that one. If I'm mad and I need strength, I will very badly belt out the song Speechless, um, sung by Naomi Scott from the live action Aladdin. I really love that song and just the words. I I really relate to them when I'm in a tough situation. So I love that song. That song is so much better than the Lucky Bird song from the Aladdin Musical Spectacular. So I would I <laughs> I can appreciate this song with you. Mm, yeah, it's great. I love the lyrics. They touch my heart in a, in a special way. That was a really good addition. Yes, I agree. I haven't watched that movie in a while. The live-action Aladdin, what does it for me, is in the animated version, I love the genie, and I didn't really care about the people. Like, I liked the genie, and I, I didn't care about Aladdin. I didn't care about Jasmine. The live action, it was the opposite. I really cared about Aladdin and Jasmine, and the genie's, like, love interest. I, mm -hmm. I thought she was great, but I didn't care about the genie. 
So if I watch them both, okay. I can care about all the characters. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't want him to be set free at the end? You didn't care? <laughs> I don't like I don't know. There was just something about like, I don't know. There was just something about it that just made me not really Yeah, I don't know. I it just other characters came forward. Yeah. I mean I love Jafar. One of my favorite lines that always makes me giggle, even thinking about it right now, it's making me giggle, is when when Iago is out in the thing and he he turns around and the the, the flamingos like got a crush on him and he goes, You got a problem, Pinky? And then he like knocks it into the wall. I don't know. There was something about that that I just think is hilarious. <laughs> uh well, that's two plus questions down. <laughs> we have reached our halfway point on the show. So now's the time where I ask you to head on over to thehubcrawl.com slash support and dot com slash support us. Uh, we are a podcast that relies on, <laughs> on the support of our, our fabulous listeners. And uh, head over, join our, our, our network on Discord. Uh, we, we hang out, we ask questions, uh, we get into conversations about questions we have asked and haven't asked. And um, it... it we frequently go back to that well. So if you want to be on the show, join the Discord. There's a good chance we'll, we'll invite you on at some point. So, uh, yeah, head over thehubcrawl.com slash support. It's time to get back to the questions. Eric, what's your question for us this week? Well, we, we, I, I wrote that we don't normally get too much into current events, but we started with current events. And um, so we're going to have some more current events because we've got a bunch of professionals. We've got a travel professional. We've got three podcast professionals. Yeah, uh, the, the, the Destination D event, one of the things that they announced that I don't hear a lot of people talking about is the D23 2024 event. That is so big, they're not calling it an expo anymore. Uh, much of it is going to be at the Honda Center down the road. What do you think? I you know, this is a this is a big change, and it's further away. But are you interested? Do you think they can deliver on the the D twenty three magic in a completely different location? Marie, start off with you. Okay, so I have mixed feelings about this. I've never been to a D twenty three event, and I just started considering it because fellow concierge Bethany has been putting it in my ear that we have to go. And I strongly disagree. I told her <laughs> I don't agree <laughs> because I have read these horror stories of people sleeping in line on the sidewalk outside waiting to get into a panel. And that is just absolutely not for me. That is not my thing. I don't camp and I don't like waiting in long lines. So <laughs> Those are a double negative for me. But I also think that maybe having it spread out in a lot of different areas, maybe we'll, decrease that a little bit or it just makes room for more people i have no idea but the whole thing stresses me out just making this big event bigger just stresses me out so i don't know about it but um just thinking about like the honda center is i think it's around three miles away from the anaheim convention center so how are people getting there if they're being bused, i just don't imagine it's going to be a, a quick and easy process and so you're in more lines I don't know. I don't, I don't really know what to think about it. I'm still leaning heavily towards no thank you. But <laughs> I also have seen, like, I know that there's a lot of cool swag that gets given out sometimes and you could catch good announcements. But yeah, on the flip side of that, I'm fine catching those announcements on Deal Weekly when you guys report it. So. <laughs> yeah, but you don't, those get are a, my thoughts. <laughs> you don't get a first release Lorcana card that you could sell on eBay for $1,500. 
<laughs> exactly. That's that is true. So that's the thing. Do I do I sleep on the sidewalk for that? No, I don't. Spoiler alert, Marie, as somebody who's gone twice, you don't have to sleep on the sidewalk. Those are the crazy people. You're going to get into the expo. Just get your ticket, show up at a reasonable time, and you'll get in. The people that wait are the ones who are trying to get in the standby queues for these things because they didn't get the panels when they have the online thing, which, by the way, every time we've done that has been a complete disaster, and Disney... Disney is not good at online purchases of anything, especially when everybody yeah. wants to do it at the same time. But I do think that as a fan, you should go at least once and you should really plan to do all three days because there's so much to see. And if you could do all three days and you're not too into the panels, you could just casually walk around and, and see everything. There's always an archives area that's really amazing. A lot of times there's like a Disney Plus area that's really cool, and they have a lot of people come out and talk on the different stages. You can go and see some of the panels if you want to. The big ones are always like the Star Wars panel, the Marvel panel, the Disney Plus panel, like the ones that they're going to announce a bunch of big stuff on, the Parks panel. But you don't have to. Those things stream, and a lot of times they po- they have screens around the expo that they'll show that stuff on, and it sounds like going forward they're going to stream more and more stuff. So... The panels, I don't think you have to be there for, but the rest of the experience, I think, is totally worth it. Yeah. yeah. And to answer your question, Eric, <laughs> I think that it was already a very large expo, and the fact that it's, like, getting bigger, and the plans, as I, I didn't watch the thing, but Teresa's talked to me a lot about it, and it sounds to me like they're going to try to make it, like, the week leading up to the expo is going to be a bunch of events happening, which is, like, okay... I think that might be the way to do it because in the past we've done the expo and then done a week at the park. And so we'll just flop it. We'll just do the week at the park and then do the expo. We'll see how it goes. I'm optimistic for some of these things. But the bigger thing is can they deliver on something more than interesting concept art? And I think that that's becoming more and more of a question because like earlier in our podcast, we talked about a $60 billion announcement. Did they announce that at Destination D23? No, they waited a couple days later. Why couldn't they have announced that the past week? Why couldn't they have announced all of this at at D23 last year? I don't know. It's just the way they announce stuff is confusing the last couple of years, and I'm just not sure what the point is anymore. We also spoke to somebody who was working on a project at Disney and was supposed to be announced at Destination D23, and it wasn't, and he didn't find out until it didn't get announced. So (laughs) I don't know what's going on over there. Stephanie, what do you think? Well, I really loved this question because it was exactly what I was thinking when it came out. This was the only part of the destination thing that I that I actually got to see. And luckily, DL Weekly had a Discord chat just talking about it. And I had asked them, too, how they felt. But my feeling is that it's too big. It's just too big. And too big also means too expensive. And, you know, I know we already shell out a lot of money just to do all of the Disney stuff we love doing already. So I just, I fear that because I've, I've only been to D23 once. That's actually where I met Tag and Teresa and got to experience it with them too. But I felt like that was big enough. Like when I went to the, the parks panel with, um, you, Tag and Teresa, you know, we sat at the side and there were still like rows and rows of people and we were having to watch on the screen because the stage was so far away. And I'm, I was just like, this is this is too big. But, you know, the energy in the room is why you're there, you know, sitting next to people who love 
Disney and all of these announcements. That's why you're there. So I do appreciate that. It'll probably be a bigger roar in a Honda Center, but I don't know. I don't need that. I just, I want to sit there with people and, and not, and not watch it all on a screen. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's, that's my feeling. I mean, that's exactly how we felt at the expo is they didn't really announce anything, but we left feeling very excited until we were walking out and we're like, wait, wait a minute. They actually didn't, didn't really. (laughs) Why are we so excited again? Because we walked out with all of our free goodies. (laughs) Well, I mean that too. Listening to you two, I feel like Bethany got a hold of you. <laughs> I'm feeling more and more pressured to do this. To hear Uh-oh. nothing. Well, no, I was, the wrong question. I was scared. I was so scared. And I only did two days because that's all I could afford, to be honest. But yeah, it was great because when you find your people, you're there with your people and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I've never been either, Marie. So don't worry too much. The only reason I've considered it because... I've I've become I've become an older person. I as you all know, I I'm not a huge fan of watching a parade or a nighttime spectacular or going to a concert because I can watch it on a screen if I want. Or this is really exciting. I can read an article in the Orange County Register about it the next day. I am with terrible. you. I am with you, Eric. <laughs> but the one thing that has gotten me to consider going is a certain podcast friend of ours, Teg, not you, a friend of both of ours. <laughs> you haven't offered yet. Lynn, Lynn's like, you got to share a booth with us next time. I'm like, oh, man. I don't, don't want to share a booth, though, Eric, because Lynn told us that that's actually not good because they give you, you still will have to buy a pass because mm-hmm. the not vendor, the the exhibitor pass that you get for having a booth. If you are not at your booth and you're wandering around, like Disney security will come and be like, hey, you're supposed to be at your booth. So mm. Lynn buys a pass, and when he leaves the booth, he takes off the exhibitor pass and puts on his bot guest pass, and then he's like, come at me, bro, because, like, what are they going to do? They don't know. <laughs> well, I'd be fine staying at the booth. <laughs> No, you're such a Eric. I will booth with you. I will booth with Eric, you. Eric, you're like you're like scrolling on your phone. Oh, this cool thing just happened like four rows over there. <laughs> Maybe the smaller panels will work for you. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. And that's the thing they don't they don't air stuff like that. The smaller things that happen at the at the convention. So um, maybe that would be interesting. Too. But yeah, it would be fun to hang out with Russ and and Ken and Lynn for the day at a booth near theirs. So yeah, I, that that's the only thing that's gotten me to consider it. Really, is that's that's the way to get in is to. But I don't have a book to sell, so now I got to write a book. <laughs> You're a podcaster. Uh, it's fine. Yeah, yeah it'll. I, I make words constantly. Just need. To, there we go. That's a use for descript stuff. Is to have it print some of the things that I say. Yeah. No, but it's totally worth it for those little panels too. Because I went to a Marty Scholar panel and it was very small and it was nice and you learned so much and it was so amazing yeah it would have been cool to, to see marty sklar talk in particular i i get it i get you know, it eric and, maybe you need to like ease your way in maybe you should go to like a disneyana event first because it's a little more intimate maybe go to like a, a marceline like event because it's a little more intimate and then like work your way up to the next bow there you go yes that's been offered as well 
I only have so much time off. <laughs> I actually, I have way too much time off at work. But um, that's how about anyway, you do in Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the Honda Center is concerned, the only thing that I'm concerned about is those shuttles. I'm sure they're gonna they're gonna bust people over from wherever. They'll have a central point. But if you've ever done a run Disney event at Walt Disney World, then you know how much of a nightmare that can be is standing in a giant cluster waiting for buses to get on the bus and go a few miles away. And you're worried you're going to miss the things. So you're there two hours early and all that good stuff. That's what that's what I'm concerned about. And then I'm not all that concerned because I probably won't go to the Honda Center. <laughs> I'll stay back with the booth. Don't worry, Tag. I'll hold it down there for you. you. OK, <laughs> well, that was a, that was fun. I was going to say great question, but it's mine. Uh, Marie, (laughs) what's your great question for this week? I do have a great question. My great question for the week. So you get to take a Disney executive to a Disney park for a day. Who do you take? Which park are you going to? And what three things do you want them to experience the way that you do as a non-VIP guest? Tag, what do you think? Marie, I love this question. I I don't know where you came up with it, but I love it. All of you had such great questions this week. I just want to put that out there. I've really enjoyed it. I would take whoever is responsible for Genie Plus. I would guess this might be Josh tomorrow or some people in his – maybe it's a group of people and we just all go together. And I want to show them how terrible it is to stand in the standby line and watch – Hundreds of people pass you as your line doesn't move at all. And then I'll take them to a non-genie attraction and say, look at this. Even though it's a long line, we're still making forward progress. Doesn't this feel better? This is what you're doing to your guests. You say that it's all about guest service. And all you're doing is the people who don't pay against Walt, uh, what he would want. You're, you're making it a terrible experience for those who don't want to give you extra money, and that's just not right. And then I'd also point out a bunch of like weird stuff, like bad show elements. Like One of the things that I'd point out, and this is a, such a me thing, is when you're riding the Disneyland Railroad, and there's certain parts of the ride that you're like, why is there not more trees here to block the view of the backstage a little bit better? Or why... Well, they fixed it now, but I would have said before, why is the line for the mint julep bar so terribly done because it stretches through New Orleans Square or things like that. That's what I would do. And I would be, I would, or if you're in the the forward facing car and you're on the left and you're just staring at a brick wall. Well, that too, (laughs) all of those things. Um, Also, the other thing that got me lately is when, when you're on the train and it makes that left turn, because like that's the only left turn on the whole track. And it squeals because they need to, like, oil the wheels or something. It's just so loud. Anyway. In 50 years, it'll be used to that turn. (laughs) Maybe. But that's what I would say. And I would make sure that by the end of the day, they hated Genie Plus as much as I hate Genie Plus. And they would get rid of it all over the place. And I would also encourage them to never use VIP tour guides when they're in the park because... Very few people actually get to experience the park that way. And if you're going to be leading the park, you should experience it like a normal guest. You should wait in line at the turnstiles to get in. You should walk down Main Street like everybody else. You should have to use the guest bathrooms like everyone else. Eat your own dog food and you'll understand what's wrong or good about the parks. Now, if you want a great experience, go eat at the Blue Bayou. Go to Oogie Boogie Bash. Like All of these things are great. There's great things, too. But I want things fixed, so that's what I'll do. Anyway, Stephanie, what about you? What's your who are you taking, and what are you pointing out? Well, I didn't want to pick Enos 
somebody that, you know, I thought somebody else would pick already. So I, I decided to do a little digging and go on the Walt Disney website and and pick somebody I would like to talk to. Of course, now after this announcement about the $60 million, it, it may be billion. a little moot, but our billion, sorry, $60 billion. <laughs> thank you to this person I'm, I'm about to say. So Carlos Gomez is the senior vice president and treasurer of the Walt Disney Company. So Hopefully he was part of that conversation and is now giving us $60 billion. So, but I chose him before <laughs> I realized all of that, but I would still take him around Disneyland and I'm going to take him around Disneyland and show him why he should continue to spend money in Walt's original park. So that's my intention for that. And I would take him to Tomorrowland and show him why this needs to be updated. Please update our Tomorrowland. And then to Fantasyland so he can see all the cast members and see why he needs to invest money in the cast members and the cast members who are friends of characters and, you know, all the food cast members and, and everything like that. I want them to invest in their cast members. And then I would take him to Tiana's to thank him for giving us something that we didn't know that we needed. And I love it. I, I just recently experienced Tiana's. I didn't get to go inside, but... The food was absolutely amazing. It was so good. So I am very happy with that. So at least, you know, at the end, I'm going to say thank you. Thank you for this. Eric, what do you think? That's all very nice. <laughs> good good way to end it. I haven't, I've seen pictures of Tiana's and the food looks, looks like it's great. We got a bunch of Disneyland people here. So I'm going to yeah. focus on Walt Disney World again. But I'm, I'm going to take the man himself, Josh DeMauro, who it, it really likes to be seen enjoying a, a good, glass of whiskey or something on uh, on an expensive cruise ship at sea it, let's take him to some lounges around hollywood studios and teach him a very important point so i love i love my lounges i love to uh, to take a break during the park stay you're saying how i work as a non-vip guest I, I take frequent breaks and sit down and enjoy watching people go by but unfortunately at Walt Disney World, that means that you're often sitting outside. So I picked Hollywood Studios in particular. One of our favorite places to go is right outside the Brown Derby. There's a Brown Derby Lounge. It is a small strip with like 10 tables along the side of the building. And there are umbrellas overhead. And frequently during the day, you're either not covered by those umbrellas at all from the sun and also not covered by the torrential downpour. And you have nowhere to go. Next up is the, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on the name. Should have written it down. Used to be the writer's stop. It's now a um, California craft beer bar over by the Muppets stuff. It's one of my favorite places, and I can't remember its name at all. I need to go to Walt Disney World. It's another place where I've been, I've been caught in the rain at this place so many times. And every time the table, the tables seem to be concave in a way where the water just pools on them in the center and your cups start to float away. There's a little bit of like leaning rail on the inside where you could huddle if it's if it's bad enough outside. But for the most part, people just crawl under umbrellas because there's nowhere else to go. And everybody else just flees the scene, stepping through ankle deep water. And then I'll take him over to Oga's Cantina and say, isn't this nice? It's indoors. There's stuff happening here. This is a fun place. There aren't enough seats. How about we do more of these and just do them indoors? That's the lesson I want to pass off. They Was were talking baseline about baseline tap house. Baseline tap house. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I looked at the I Walt Disney World now. app that I still have on my phone. So 
Well, Good job, Tig. So I was trying to look too. <laughs> well, thank you all. It, you know, it, the, the reason I thought of this is because they announced this potential pirate-themed bar at the Magic Kingdom, which is probably going to be at the Tortuga Tavern, a place that isn't a tavern. And it's an overflow restaurant, an overflow quick service restaurant that they use when things are absolutely insane. And it's pretty much just like a little kiosk outside with some seating. It, so it, it has potential to be cool, but it's another place that's outside. And Florida, no offense to Florida, but you should have less things outside. Let's just leave it at that. So more indoor seating, Josh. Marie, I'm interested in your thoughts here. Okay, well, I have to say I'm very surprised nobody wanted to bring a Bob to the park. Yeah, I don't want to hang out with one of the Bobs. I thought about it. (laughs) Maybe Chapek, and I'll just buy him ice cream. Hey, Bob, it's not so bad. I honestly thought about that. I honestly thought about putting Bob Chapek and, you know, saying, this is the fun part of Disneyland. (laughs) You should go to the parks, man. Next time you're CEO. Yeah, the problem is now is he'd walk through and people would be like, boo. It wouldn't be very exciting for him. Uh, We'd have to put a hat and glasses on him. (laughs) Shave the beard. Yeah. All right. Well, since nobody brought a Bob, I also didn't bring a Bob. I decided I was going to bring Ken Poproth, who is president of Disneyland, and we are going to Disneyland. Um, The reason I picked Ken is because I feel like he may be a little bit more open to just seeing what the regular guest experience is, whereas Bob and Josh are just too far out of touch with how the rest of us experience real life. They just, they still wouldn't get it, I feel like. Um, and some, just some interviews that I had watched of Ken, it seems like he's a little more down to earth. He's not quite as polished when he talks. It doesn't seem like he's just scripted constantly. So I, I just felt like he might be a little bit more receptive. So Ken and I, we are going to buy a same day park ticket and make a reservation. And oh, wait, it's Saturday and they don't have a reservation for us. Oh, shoot. We're going to have to reschedule our day. Hmm. How does that feel? How does that feel, Ken? (laughs) (laughs) Once we actually do get into the park on Wednesday, maybe, we're going to buy and use Genie Plus. And I want to see if he knows how to do that. Does he know how to go in the app and find where to buy Genie Plus? Because it's not as simple as you might think it is. So once he figures that out, we're going to book you know, our next reservation. I want to know if he knows how to use it. And if he goes to book Rise of the Resistance, we're going to have a conversation about why he can't find it because we have to pay extra. Next, we after we experience our Genie Plus Lightning Lane, we're going to see what it feels like to be in the standby line. As Tig pointed out, <laughs> it's not fun when you have Genie Plus walking past you, especially if you're in line. We're going to Autopia, by the way. So we're going to Autopia we're inhaling all of the magical exhaust. We're baking in the sun and we are watching 15 to 20 people walk past us as we are waiting in our standby line. So that's our day. Hope you had fun, Ken. Which also doesn't have a lot of shade. <laughs> no. Yeah. Is that well. one Correct. Room. And you're listening to the same thing on a loop over and over and over again. Did any of you, yeah. we were talking about this. So they, they, they released the environment, the city of Anaheim released the environmental impact report for the Disneyland forward project. And they have this map of like where it's loud around the resort and the loudest area of the resort, other than the Incredicoaster is the Autopia section. Of Disneyland. <laughs> really? Who'd have thought? Yeah. Oh, I wonder why. Yeah. Hmm. That's Must feel that freeway noise. But I'll tell you though, Marie, <laughs> Ken Potrock, Ken Potrock 
was like the other end of the spectrum from Bob Chapek. Bob Chapek took over the Disney company when COVID started. Ken Potrock became president of the Disneyland Resort when COVID right. started. And mm-hmm. I will tell you, man, Ken Potrock held it together. He wasn't complaining. He wasn't blaming people. He was in and about the parks trying to say hi to the few people that were on staff there. He brought people back. He just seems like a lovable guy. I don't really know if he knows that much of what's going on, but he's a goober, (laughs) and he's our goober. I like goobers. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. I'd hang out with him. Well, that does it for this episode of The Hub Crawl. We'd like to thank our guests. Where can people find you? Do you have anything that you'd like to plug? Marie, where can people find you? So you can find me on the Concierge website, for sure. I also have my Instagram, which is Marie. And you can find me in the Discord chat for Hub Crawl. So come join us. Please support this podcast, and you can find me there. Marie is very active. Love it. Yes, quite. <laughs> quite. Uh, and Stephanie, how about you? As you mentioned in the intro, I do have a podcast um, where I talk about my Disneyland adventures with my family. It's called Magic Key Adventures, and you can find that anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, you could also find me on Instagram at magic underscore key underscore adventures. Well, thank you guys both for joining us. And for those of you who are supporters, we have a wonderful bonus question coming uh, for our supporters. And it is talking about how out are we as Disney adults? So if you want to hear that conversation, go on over to thehubcrawl.com slash support, and you can download where you get that bonus question. So join us next time where we continue to talk all things Disney. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.